Hello, it's Sean, your GM. First off, I want to wish everyone in the United States a very happy Thanksgiving. This is coming out on the beloved Turkey Day, and I hope that this show can provide you some respite from your family if that's something you need. Maybe it'll help you on that flight back home. Anyway, I want to talk about something real quick with the holidays coming up. Why not give the gift of the crack die to someone? We have some wonderful crack die podcast logo t-shirts and some chibi t-shirts or coffee mugs, reusable bags, all sorts of things available to purchase. And right now we are running a holiday special. If you use the promo code cracked die, C-R-A-C-K-E. E-D-D-I-E, all one word, that will get you 15% off of our Teespring store. You can find the link for the store in the show notes, but if you go to teespring.com slash stores slash the crack die podcast, you can get yourself or a loved one a t-shirt. And by getting someone a t-shirt, You directly support the show, and that will help us out immensely during this holiday season. Don't forget, we're still doing our core rulebook giveaway contest. All you need to do is go to the Apple Podcasts app, rate and review us. Once you do that, you will be entered. Once we get 25 ratings and reviews... We need both of them. So if you've given us a rating, but you haven't left a review, you need to leave us a review. We will randomly draw one of the people's names out of a hat, and that person will get a Pathfinder 2E core rulebook. I'm rambling. Let's get to episode 13 of the Cracked Die podcast. Once again, I hope you have a wonderful holiday weekend, or whenever you're listening to this, I hope you're just having a good day. All right, let's throw it to the table. Welcome to episode 13 of the Crack Die podcast. Lucky 13. Yep, yep, yep. We it, did it. It's over three months almost of episodes, right? Because it's four episodes a month. That's four, not true 12. because we did launch with three episodes. We did launch with three. That's why I said almost, but you know. We have this conversation often on the podcast. Yeah, I know. No, I every time, really every time someone's down. like, let me tell you a number. And then someone else is like, no, you're wrong. Like every time. <laughs> it, it drills down to the fact that uh, at least one person here doesn't know how to math. It's me. It's me. Uh, well, nope. No. Nope. I'll okay. take it. That's I why work. I said at least. The two of you need to go back to grade here. school because this is getting embarrassing. I will, I'm giving Anwar a high five because I'm a math. <laughs> uh, Sorry. I, I can't count at all. Matt, you said after yes. listening back on some of the previous episodes that you found some inaccuracies in our playing, which I find incredibly hard to believe. It's true. We're always perfect, except <laughs> when we talk about the rules, which yeah. we're less good at. I'm not saying we've been bad. We haven't been bad. Most of the things we say are right. All right. That's but, good. And and we've been good about correcting things as we go, and we'll just have to continue to do that because it's a new system, and you know we've got a lot of Pathfinder First Edition in our brains. I feel like you're being like... You're giving me a review at my job. You're giving me the compliment sandwich. You're oh. like, no, no, no. We're doing. You're doing okay. But here's what's really bad about it. 
but the thing is about a compliment sandwich, mine's going to be open-faced because there won't be a compliment on the end of it. <laughs> okay, good. So I'm going to preface it by saying, overall, we're doing a good job. What are Sean's development areas? <laughs> okay, we don't need to get into that. Please Math <laughs> for one of them. So what are some of our mistakes that we've been making? Okay, so there are... Why do you have a four-page list in your hands? I write real big. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Whew. Um, so there's, there's two things that I think have jumped out, uh, when I was looking, uh, listening to the podcast and then looking over the rules, uh, cause I like to listen to the podcast that I'm on while reading the rule book and you can judge me if you want, but that's fine. I, I'm definitely judging you. I mean, I wife. think it's responsible. I, I, yeah. Cause when anything jumps out, I'm like, I wonder if that's actually right. But, uh, so two things first, uh, is that, um, the sling is a weapon set up very much like a crossbow in that it takes an action to draw it. It takes an act, assuming that it's not in your backpack, it takes an action to draw it. It takes an action to load it. It takes an action to fire it. Um, and so if you, it's very much like my alchemy in that sense, it's probably going to take all three turns for me to actually use it and combat. Yeah, possibly. Um, but it's it's a simple weapon, so you need very little training. So it's like the the give and take of that. Um, three things. The second thing is that we keep messing up highest character's name. It's Brianna, not Brienne. Uh, That's we, not a rules thing, though. It's it's a common courtesy thing. I don't care to about get those. someone's name I mean, correct. Rule zero is don't be a dick. So that's a rules thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Brianna's ability, battlefield medicine, which I think um, Temid also has. Uh, but he was very adamant that it works. It, it is treat wounds, and it is not treat wounds. Battlefield medicine is its own thing. It uses basically the same rules as treat wounds, and that you roll a medicine check. You the DCs are the same as treat wounds, and you get two d eight hit points back. Um, but it is not treat wounds. It can be used in combat as a single action, which makes it very versatile. Whereas treat wounds, you'd have to have med kit in your hand and be out of combat. But its reset is one day versus one hour. So theoretically, someone could use Treat Wounds and then immediately afterward use Battlefield Medicine. But if they did that, that person would be immune to Battlefield Medicine for one hour. I'm sorry, for one day. One day. One day. Okay. That's good to know. That will definitely come in handy for you guys. Yes. Does anyone else have any mistakes that they'd like to point out? Yes. Yes. You go first. So Pond Watcher has collected many, many weapons and shields and uh, a lot of stuff and put it in his backpack. I made the switch over to HeroLab.Online, a great service that you should totally use, and Not noticed sponsored. that uh, I'm encumbered and have been encumbered for quite some time. <laughs> I miscalculated the bulk, and uh, so basically what that means is that his movement speed is only 20 instead of 30. And which doesn't matter because I use the uh, furious charge or whatever every combat anyway. And he has the clumsy one condition, which reduces all dexterity based things, including armor class by one. So it is possible that at some point something missed me that should have hit me. And I'll call that God's grace. All right. Haya, you have something you would like to add to this? Yes. So a few episodes ago, um, I or Brianna killed a dragon corgi. The card said disembowel, but I lopped off its head. Friends, I I, I know what disembowel means. <laughs> I just got very excited <laughs> and and cinematic and yes. All right. Well, the- I don't consider that an error. It's really at the end of the day, you listen 
you applied the rules of the card, and yes, it was called disemboweled, but you did what you thought your character yeah. would have done in that scenario. So uh, that's not an error. I yeah, and you, you struck the killing blow, so. Yeah, that you was thanks. Style. I'm just kind of also talking to our listeners, of which they've kind of been poking me, be like, hey, do you know what this means? <laughs> yes, I'm talking to all of you. Well, you know what? We don't like them. Hey, No, no, no we, hey, we love no, them. We love our listeners. Cut Edward's mic. Cut Edward's mic. Cut Edward's mic. <laughs> Shit. 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 All right. Hey guys, why can't why can't you hear me anymore? I can't hear myself. Wow, What's going on? episode thirteen got way better. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Previously on the Cracked Die podcast, our heroes have a hot debate about the death of Alec. Once the arguments are over, our heroes decide to finish exploring the first floor of the Citadel. After a few wrong turns, our heroes come face-to-face with some skeletons. After dispatching of the skeletons, our heroes finally take a rest. When they rest, our heroes level up. Find out what's changed with them now on the Cracked Die Podcast. Well, uh, like all versions of Pathfinder D&D, we got more hit points. In Pathfinder 2nd Edition, there is no more rolling for hit points. You just get hit points based on your class um, and your constitution modifier. Uh, additionally, all your proficiency bonuses go up because your proficiency bonus is based upon your level. It's level plus some number, unless it's untrained, in which case it's just zero. Um, and I got a class feat, and I also got to upgrade one of my skills from trained to experts. Cool. So what did you do? So I upgraded my thievery from trained experts. I figure if there's locks and traps, that should be the thing that, uh, since I'm typically the person dealing with that, I thought we should be good at it. Um, And I took a feat after much deliberation of choosing, I think, every feat that I could have taken. Um, I was going to do Ranger, decided not to do that, uh, the dedication to multi-class. I ended up taking Quick Draw because as much as Twin Talon has been a ranged character in this series of hallways with the bow that we found, um, he's built to be a two-weapon fighting up-close murder rogue. Um, so quick draw is nice because you can take one action, draw a weapon, and as part of that action, do a strike with it. Nice. Temid, what happened to you? So Temid really only got a couple of things, though I think one of them oh, is very... sorry, I want to interrupt you for a second. I'm going to let you finish. But I also got a skill feat. Oh, what was your skill feat? So because we found the two wargs... Uh, I even though I don't think it will be very useful uh, for character reasons, I took train animal. Awesome, a story based decision. That's awesome. I like that. All right. Sorry, Anwar. Anwar, okay. continue. I only hate you a little bit now. Temid, what did Temid get when he leveled up? So really, at the end of the day, Temid got two feats and also an extra spell. How has he been walking without feats? All right, that's a stupid joke. Also, he's a centaur now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um. So the the first one is called Charming Liar. Basically, if I critically succeed on a um, on a bluff check or deception check, that's right. Uh, if I critically succeed on a deception check, I can improve the person's uh, stat um, opinion of me by one step. So or attitude towards me by one step. So basically, it works similarly to diplomacy, but I kind of. Uh, as far as character goes, I think Temid is, uh, he does like telling stories where he does conflate some 
some details, maybe adds or creates details. And so I think it would be a really nice way for him to use that um, uh, in a mechanical sense and maybe in a tavern or something or whatever the setting may be, um, help improve the person's uh, attitude towards himself and the group. Great. The other one is really cool. It's called Emblazon Armament. It's a uh, basically if I spend 10 minutes, I can uh, etch the uh, the symbol of my deity onto some armament, e- either a shield or a um, or a weapon. And uh, for the shield, it adds plus one hardness. And for a weapon, it adds uh, plus one damage. Now, I can only do that for one item at a time. And if I do that to an item, the one that was previously emblazoned is now has now that emblazonment has been removed. Okay. So a little bit of buffing forever. Your friends or yourself, depending on what you it's want. It's really just myself. Okay, cool. And how many times a day can you do that? I can only do that... Uh, well, I, I guess technically I can do that as many times per day, but um, it can only be done... Uh, it takes 10 minutes to do. So, and only and, one can be activated. And only one item. And okay. it, it can only be done on two types of items. So if basically I could go back and forth. But right now I don't have a shield. Um, so really I would only be doing it on my weapon. But you could do that at the start of the day. Yes. And then it lasts all day. It lasts forever. Until I do that on another item. Oh, very cool. That's very cool. Hiyo, what happened to Brianna? I'm Brianna. sorry. It lasts for one year. Oh, okay. Basically forever. Yeah. For Brianna, um, she also got all sorts of HPs and and all the all the good stuffs. Um, I think the most interesting thing she got as a level two character is. Um, a level two feat called Shining Oath. And um, the gist of it is that I have sworn an oath to put all undead to rest. Um, And if I use Liberating Step triggered by an undead, my ally gains a plus four circumstance bonus to checks. Oh, wow. uh, Granted by the Liberating Step. That's really good. they can step twice afterwards. Wow. That's really, really good. Yeah. Die dead. <laughs> uh, Pond Watcher, what happened when you leveled? Wait, can we go back for a second? Yeah. Did you get a skill feed as well? I also got quick repair, which means I only take one minute to repair an item. Oh, wow. That's pretty good since uh, she is a smith by trade, correct? Correct. That's really good. That's really helpful for I might actually everyone. end up getting a shield again then, because if, if that's the case. I'll just carry duct tape wherever I go. Yep. It's fine. All right. Pond Watcher, what happened when you leveled up? Pond Watcher got many health points. Uh, but yes, also two feats. His, for his skill feat, he chose Titan Wrestler, Ooh. which means that he can attempt to disarm, grapple, shove, or trip creatures up to two sizes larger than himself. Nice. Okay. Which will be fun. And for his Barbarian class feat, he chose Furious Finish, which is very good and allows him basically to instill the entire remaining rage he has into one giant swing. And if it hits, it it deals damage equal to the amount of rounds of rage he has left. Wow. So that is going to be good. And after you do it, you are fatigued, which is fun also. I'm sure. Silver. Well, uh, Silver the Bard at level two, I get access to a bard feat, which I chose Lore Master's Etude. Uh, 
requires that I spend a focus point, which doesn't really matter too much now. Later levels bards do a lot of things with focus points. At, at uh, lower levels, not so much. But I spend a, a focus point, and I get to re-roll any skill check uh, I make or an al- a willing ally makes, and we can pick the better of the two results. Uh, so that's pretty helpful. Uh, nice, yeah. And then a general skill feat, I chose fascinating performance. So anytime I am performing out of combat, uh, I make my performance check against their will DC. Uh, and if I succeed, they are fascinated by me. In combat, I can still fascinate them, but I have to critically succeed. All right. As it were. Sounds good. And last but not least, Soraya. What happened when you leveled up? Yeah, so Soraya gets a class feat and a skill feat. So she is now resistant to poison, which actually has nothing to do with the events of last episode, being that she has no (laughs) idea what happened. Uh, That's just as an alchemist, she's exposed to all sorts of nastiness, and she's a little better with dealing with it. Um, And she is also now... uh, she has trick magic device, so she can activate magic things with a. I think she. Uh, I think she has to roll for it, but leaning into her arcane origins finger quotes, uh, <laughs> she can do that now. Jasper also gets a couple boosts. Um, he gets more hit points depending on Saraya's level, and uh, yeah, most of his checks depend on mine. So cool. It's a little hardier now. So everyone leveled up, and you all now have full hit points. Uh, I'm also going to make a house rule here. This really only affects Pond Watcher at this moment, but it could affect the rest of you later. I'm going to say any lingering effects from critical failure cards are washed away. Woo-hoo! Is that oh every time goodness. you rest or every time you level up? Level up. Okay. So if we remember correctly, Pond Watcher is suffering from a minus one to all attack rolls. Yeah. But since he leveled up, we're going to wash that oh, away. You're benevolent and just and beautiful oh, to behold. Keep going. Uh, and not a good dude. All right. All right. So now that that's locked in, if, for example, you lose an arm or something, that's an ongoing effect. And I'm it, guessing it'll grow back when I level up. No, that that is different. No, that's an ongoing effect. Like a pinched nerve versus a lost arm. Lost arm is going to be a story arc where you get a, you know, you Mechanical become, arm and yeah. become a cyborg? Yes, exactly. Okay, I like I, it. I remember back in, was it third edition of, of D&D? There was a splat book that went out where there was this like holy mithril arm that you could get. Yep. Yeah, I remember that arm. We had to like cut your arm off or lose an arm. It was awesome. Yeah. So uh, I, I have a couple things I'd like to say before as we wake up. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. That morning. Uh, so I imagine we're all sort of like groggily getting up and... Uh, Silver was probably up for hours before because he's 75, and uh, there's no way he woke up when everyone else woke up. No, he had to pee eight times during oh, the yeah. night. Yeah. Right. Well, Soraya had that nightmare, too, so she's like, been oh, grumpily no. mixing alchemy. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, this peeing everywhere. Oh, anyway, <laughs> um, he'd probably walk up to Twin Talon and have a little conversation with him, uh, and he'd say uh, something like, All right there, young buck. Uh, I'd like to address something that's been on my mind. Uh, I noticed how you kind of bristle when I, every time I ask you to sneak around, and you might, I don't know, you might be thinking that I ask you to sneak around because you're a Shawanti and all that, but uh, I want to assure you that's not the case. I can, what are you, about like 20 years old? Something, something around there? 19. 19, all right, well... 
young buck, uh, when you get older, you you kind of see patterns in uh, in people and behaviors. And I noticed you took to that bow like you would, were born to use it. And the thing about bows is that they're the kind of weapon that someone uses when they w- want to kill in a silent fashion. So I, I knew you were good at sneaking around, but it had nothing to do with where you're from or your family and folk and all that. That's still widely stereotypical and a weird <laughs> thing to apologize about. But uh, I guess your old-ass heart's in the right place, so I'll take it. So Temid would actually like to walk up to uh, Soraya. He hasn't has a chance to speak to her very much to this point. And he, uh, so, you know, as we're getting ready for the day, um, he, he walks over to her. He kind of sits down. I guess she's putting together, I would imagine she's putting together her... Uh, "Quote unquote blood magic um, stuff." Uh, yeah, she's got a couple of things set up from last night and when so she woke up. He sits down next to her and he starts kind of etching something into his his rapier, and he just kind of looks over to her and he says, you know, "I never got a chance to thank you for that expert work that you had with your alchemical bombs. That you, uh, when we dealt with those spiders, I could have met a pretty grim fate if it wasn't for you and your alchemy." Uh, she's surveying a series of uh, kind of like dried leaf looking things in front of her and focusing a couple of them together shifting things around Jasper's hopping around and bringing things back and forth for her and she just kind of looks up and goes oh well, well thank you I, I, I do what I can it's, it's blood magic though and as she's like she's pricking a finger and like dropping stuff onto little batches of like herbs and leaves and- you know I could have sw- I've never seen a blood mage use alchemical bombs that way but that is is that something new is that something you came up with on your own? Well, my family, as I'm sure you can expect, were all well-versed in magic, and I just decided to uh, pursue it in a different way. They all study much more traditional magics, and I've decided to um, go about it a slightly different way. And, well, it's a little bit more uh, visceral than most magic, you know, given the whole blood bit. But uh, I do what I can with it. And she's, you know, she's got everything with her, so she's like, oh, you know, I've got my, my, my spell book and my, my components, and I find it's a little quicker to use on the fly. It's a physical cantrips, as it were. Interesting. Uh, and then he, he looks a little bit confused, honestly. Like, he, he thought he was going to come here and say thanks for this, and now he's like, I'm not sure where this conversation is. Oh, she's headed. a delusional Yeah, yeah, crazy right, exactly. <laughs> no, exactly oh, how you're, you're playing a it. crazy person. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty much exactly what he's thinking. It's like, oh, she's crazy, okay. But then he's like... You know, so they, I imagine they continue to finish chatting oh, yeah, yeah. Um, while he finishes emblazement, but then he kind of hightails it out of that okay. conversation. Because <laughs> he's like, oh shit, I don't know how to deal she's with this. He's actually psycho. Um, yeah. Um, to finish her preparation, she is going to, she's got seven batches of rage, and it's now eight when we count the one from Jasper. So she's going to um, use her advanced alchemy to get herself a couple bombs through the day. And we can talk about that later when we get into encounter mode, as I'm sure we will. All right. Does anyone else have anything that they want to say around the fire? Yeah. So Pond Watcher will approach Brianna. Who will probably be in a sunny patch since dawn. And uh, he has a bag in his arms, and it's just full of every single weapon that they found. And he says, uh, hey, Brianna, hello. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you today? Uh, okay, I just... I really like all these weapons we found, especially all these silver ones seem really cool. and But it's way too heavy. 
and my backpack keeps hitting me and I think that's why I'm not good at fighting so I think we should probably maybe bring these back and sell them and I don't know you seem like you know a lot about weapons so maybe you can you know let me know which are good to keep but maybe we leave them here for now in a bag or a chest or under a table. Certainly um, I'm sure there's somewhere we can hide them for safety and once we plan to go back to um, Breach Hill we can we can retrieve them and I'll help you carry them because it does look quite heavy. Yeah it's not working out so well for me um, and this shield I have I, it seems like not useful I just get hit instead and it, you know one of you will probably use magic on me and that seems more you know efficient so I'm going to throw this on the ground as well. Oh, okay, we, we can we can definitely put them all in the same place, but if I may be so bold, it seemed that you seem to gather some semblance of inner strength once you had accepted your your um, ancestral weapon. Would you agree with this? Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm keeping that one. Oh, oh, yes, <laughs> this is what I was not going to say. Look, I, I may deal with, with many a weapon myself, um, fixing them and making them beautiful or, you know, better than toasting and the like or, or spreading butter on, on toast and the likes. But ultimately, it has to do with the heart of the wielder as the weapon is an extension of yourself. So you have to believe in yourself, Bandwatcher. Hmm. These are wise words. I will take them to heart. Once my my mother took this halberd and drove it into the eye of a dragon, and I hope to live up to her example by driving it into the eye of a dragon also. I'm sure she will be very proud of you. He he blushes. Oh, Saray oh, is definitely watching this after their conversation and like squeeing to herself. He's got two mommies now. No, no, he's, he's got a mommy and a girlfriend. Oh, he's very pale. Oh, is that what it is? I'm sorry. He's very pale. Yeah. So his blush is very evident. Very, very evident. Brianna kind of She's grins like, to herself. All right. My baby's got a girlfriend. Wait till she finds out dragon blood blurned off my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Save that one for episode 75. <laughs> Don't Why'd you, mean you pick 69? 75? Yeah, that's a better number. Y'all, I, I'd like to... I don't know where what y'all are thinking, but I think we should uh, just press on, explore this crypt everyone's been talking about. You know, uh, we, I mean, we could go back to town, but I mean, that'd take like a day, day and a half, probably three days with the amount of stuff people are going to get up doing. So I think we just go straight to the crypt. Anyone, anyone disagree with that? No, I feel much better now that we've finally slept. No, I think I, the crypt is the best course I, of action. I think it's fine, yeah. I would uh, like to go talk to the goblins before we go down there. And also, I think it's weird how you're Cajun now, but... <laughs> <laughs> so but I also think we should press on and not go back up to the jambalaya for a uh, like, jambalaya and all that. Out of character, though. I think we should go down there. <laughs> 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 We're going to load up the riverboat and go down the back to Breach Hill. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, I'll try to find it. Hurts. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, out of character, I want to know, right now, I, it's it's been like a week, I can't remember. Are we in 
the secret room? Yes, you guys decided to camp in one of the rooms at the keep, which you found very defensible, which was the secret room. Okay, yeah. and then so um, Temid would then try to get Silver and uh, Twin Talon together and say, the two of you have shown some skill in, in locks. Maybe we can lock our belongings that we'd like to bring back to Breacho one day, but not use, not use them immediately. We can lock them in this room, uh, maybe along with, I don't know, that uh, Kalmot figure as well, tied up or something. You Do hear you want a, to leave him with the weapons? You hear a knock on the door. Mm. Somebody knows there's a door here. That's... Already unusual. All right. All right. Alec came Somebody back cast from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, cast a fireball outside. Just kill. Well, uh, no, I was going to say, as um, she's finishing her preparations and making the alchemy that she's got for the day, like one of them just kind of sparks a little with flame. She's got another alchemist fire ready. <laughs> just kind of looks at the door. I'll go to the door. I'm a, I'm a venerable old man. I'll open it. You see a goblin from... Uh, the Bramble Brashers. Do I recognize this guy? Oh yeah, it's one of the one of the goblins that you guys saved. Okay, I'm gonna say it's the one that jumped into the fire. I yes, was just gonna yes. say the same it's thing. Definitely the one that rolled through the yeah. fire. You see a little bit of singeing on. So what's this goblin's <laughs> name? Uh, this goblin's name is Fizip. Fizip. Fizip's my favorite goblin. Um. Uh. uh hi, you're still here. Yeah. How did you know we were in here? Oh, this is an easy room to find if you know where to look. But you didn't loot it when you... Anyway. There was nothing shiny. Sorry, <laughs> his hand falls to the pommel of her sword. <laughs> anyway, uh, we were talking. Uh, oh, by the way, the, the little man you left there has no more fur on feet. But he still, oh. but he still got his feet, right? Yes. Well, okay, what about every other appendage? No, hold Not... on. Hold on. What do you mean, well? He has nine toes now. That, no. You guys can't. We were hungry. We eat the we dragon corgi. Yeah, first of all, there's a dra- there's a whole corpse of a dragon downstairs. There's vomit in that. Only, Only in the, the head, head part, <laughs> which is off of its body. Have you ever right. tasted dragon corgi eyeball? Anyway, uh, here we thought you like this, and he holds up a very very rough uh, piece of paper. With like, you're hoping it's blood. Oh dear! But it's red ink. Okay. Wait, why are we hoping that it's blood? Yeah, why would I hope that was blood? Well, you hope it's ink. It's probably blood. You don't know. It could be whatever. Anyway, it is a map of the northern section of the catacombs where they used to live. Cool. And they told us where the entrance was, right down the hill. Yes. Okay. All right. Ah. Be careful about uh, Big Bramble. What's Big Bramble? Big Bramble, uh, Big Bramble was, uh, how do you say, our mascot. Was it like a big tree? No, more like, and he like puts his hands into like claws and like bears his teeth like, Grr! Why am um, I imagining like a cross between a badger and a wolverine? I think it's a velociraptor. It's it, a bear. Bear. That's the word bear. Oh. We, we captured Big Bramble to make him our mascot. He didn't like being mas- our mascot. And when we had to flee, we just kind of left him. So we don't know where he is. All okay. right. But we like Big Bramble, so please don't hurt him. 
uh, well, I, I don't think we were planning on killing any. Well, bear. I think that will very much day. depend upon him. Well, okay. Yeah. Fair. Also, while you're here, yes. You mentioned, or uh, your leader Helba mentioned, mm-hmm. that when you guys fled, it was because of cultists. Yes. What did no one ever asked you? And I, thinking about it now, it was weird. What did they look like? Ah, well, they were like giant frog-looking ones, and then there were some. Uh, I don't know. They were very weird-looking. They they had like feet, hands for feet, and then hands for hands. Uh, very hairy. Um, so that's the thing some that type like, of Alexia was talking about. I, I think that sounds like an ape, actually, out of character, right? Hands for feet, hands for hands. But they looked like very frogs. Furry. Well, no, well, some of them were frogs, and then some of them were hairy and had hands for feet and hands for hands. And, and like we a... were talking about the Moengi Expanse. Yeah. So that does lead me to believe that it's some ape-like creature. Oh, we heard about some ape-like creature from the Moengi Expanse. Uh, uh, we heard from... We didn't. We heard from Yulecha the same thing, which were that whatever creatures chased her out had hands for feet, hands for hands, claws on the tips of their hands. All right. Fezip, thank you for this great boon. I will find the dragon oh. you describe and kill it for you. Oh, oh, okay, thank you. Dragons have hands for feet and feet for hands. Yes, they do. Yes, I'm um, glad we agree on this Fezip. Fezip will also um, stand guard if you need him to. All right. Well, we need to make sure you don't eat the toes of our captive, or fingers, or really any other part of earlobes, noses. Like I was about to ask about ears. Use and no earlobes. So Twin Channel will reach into his backpack and pull out uh, one of the week's worth of rations that he found, and he'll hand it to Fizzup. Ooh! And you see him just start going to town on this thing. That's for the group. It's the whole group. It's a week's worth of food. For a person, so if you guys could split it. Okay. Oh. Sorry. That was, don't uh, eat that was impressively disgusting on the fly. You're welcome. Ugh. So ah. if you could eat that instead of the captive, we will be back sometime today to take possession of him, and he needs to be ambulatory and... What does that mean? He needs to be able to walk. And he can he, walk with nine toes, right? He needs to be in the same condition he is now when we pick him up. Okay. Nine toes, nine fingers. No, wait, what? what? <laughs> you didn't mention nine fingers. I mean... <laughs> he needs to have ten fingers. Ten fingers. And if he only has nine toes now, that's as few toes as he should have when we pick him up. Okay, I'll go deliver the message. Thank you. And he starts to waddle away. I don't understand why the town wants to ally themselves with these goblins. They seem insane. <laughs> but, uh... Yes. I think this visit was a is not necessarily the paragon of uh, virtue and goblinhood. I think he's very much a paragon <laughs> of goblinhood. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt here. Um, well, we've met some goblins that are actually fire. very reasonable, and in fact, they're growing in power. And it does make sense to ally yourselves, especially if you can influence this group early on with a group that's gaining in power. So well, then, it does I'm make sh- sense. I'm also sure if they're happy here in the Citadel, the town doesn't mind keeping them happy here in the Citadel. It's also a good point. So uh, I'm going to show you on the map 
that I'm what you can currently see what the description of the the map that you were given by the goblins so all right do we make our way down the hill to the crypt all right so yep. you guys head down so we first of all so we store anything excess in yes. the secret room we close it up um twin talon will explain to temid that if there isn't a lock on the door to begin with i don't have the materials to make one i do believe I one of there the was trinkets we got last time um can alarm though we won't be we able have a to. Smaller, a trinket that has a lot. Yeah, we will be too far away to too hear far that. Away hear for that. Right. I'm sorry. I was under the impression that this secret door had a lock on it. I think it was just closed. Okay. It was just hidden. That was the defensive mechanism of it. So maybe it might be. So maybe it might be better for us to find a room that we can lock. Well, I mean, I, all the doors were unlocked as you were searching through here. But they do have locks on them. I'll, Omniscient I'll voice. say if you guys spend about 10 minutes you can successfully create it make it a barricade type deal make it difficult for anyone like if anyone was walking around like just testing doors like this one wouldn't turn but you guys could get back into it okay so you guys spend about 10 minutes doing that hand wave now it's 11 o'clock at night yep yes (laughs) midnight (laughs) let's Uh, take a nap next week so what we're gonna say is you guys woke up around 7 a.m is that did, good? What do we do sure. with Alex's body? Do we bury yeah, him? Yeah, what did you do with him? Or do we just leave they him, him under him the rights. table? Or I think, uh, no, she, she did a ceremony. Right. Yeah, but do we just leave him inside the a room? I think so. Yes, until we decide to okay. take him. Okay. Take his armor off, mm-hmm. throw his corpse in the river. So, I mean... There is a puddle there. I was going to say, you know, if I, if I was permitted to do the actual funerary rites, I would burn his body, but... Again, his body's not for me to decide what to I do with. I think it's a great idea for you to burn his body. So, <laughs> you guys lock your possessions in this part of the citadel. You head down the hill to where the goblins told you the secret door was. With the goblins' instructions, you open, the, you find the door quite easily, and the door is unlocked or is is not trapped. You guys go through it. You walk down a hallway, and it is pitch black okay I have uh, dark vision can somebody light this up because I can't see I can cast light on on your belt if you'd like that does anyone uh, have rope I'd rather light it on be rope. in the front and I am not in the front I have a torch I'll stay in front I have rope I also have light as well I'll cast light on the rope you have 50 feet of light wow well but we can't like leave it in front of us no, what about but... casting light on an object and throwing it ahead of us? Or on a shield to act as a torch? Yeah, any, anything forward-facing. My point is that I'm currently, because of our cramped quarters I've and this nice boat that I've found, I've been in the back firing arrows. I don't want light on me because that's going to leave everybody in front of me in the dark. So light on anybody at the front would be great. So I'll take I'll, front if you want to cast light on my shield. I'll cast light on your shield. Thank All you. Right. Uh, on the outside, please, not not on, in my face. Too late. <sighs> she turns the shield around. No, it's it's uh, he. He's not drunk enough because it is first thing in the morning and he's ran out of alcohol, so he does cast it on the outside of the shield. All awesome. right. Thank you. So this um, this wide, empty stone hallway is oppressive and dark. To the east. The hall end separates into three separate open doorways, while six additional corridors branch off to the north south and north and south. 
A mess of rubble spills out of a clogged archway in the northeastern portion of the room. As you enter this room, you noticed four large birds. Four large birds? Now, are they large for birds, or are they two-by-two squares, large creatures? They are large for birds. They are medium-sized birds. Okay, can we make some kind of uh, check while they... I mean, are they not? Are they doing anything? They're just hanging out. So they're just hanging out. I'd kind of like to figure out what they were. I'm going to start playing my instrument. Or we could play an instrument. To see if I can fascinate. All right, well, hang on. Let's go into ex- uh, exploration mode. So they are just flitting about. They look... Those are very They're large, nice-looking nice birds. Like a peacock, birds. almost. Yeah. Peacock and like a like a guinea fowl, almost. Yeah. So it, it that's a good description. It, they're they look like peacocks, but instead of like very rigid-looking feathers, they're kind of uh, ribbony on the back. Like soft and swoopy. Ribbon butts. Yes. What I call them. You see four ribbon butts uh, <laughs> flitting around. They are very brightly colored, too, by the way. So reds and greens. Bird of paradise? Yes. What kind of lore would it be to determine... Nature. Nature. Okay, so are we we doing the encounter? Yeah, so we're going to go into uh, adventure mode. or What what is it called? Exploration. Exploration Exploration mode. So I'm going to go around the table here. Uh, Twin, what are you doing? I would like to identify the birds. Lore nature roll, please. Temit. He will try to do the same. Brianna? Remind me, can you do it untrained? Yes. Then I'll do it untrained. Yeah, it's actually not more nature. It's like, what is it? Recall knowledge? Recall knowledge, Recall knowledge and knowledge. using nature. Pond Watcher. Pond Watcher is going to stealth. Okay. Uh, Silver? Uh, Silver would like to try to fascinate these birds. Okay. And Soraya? Uh, she's going to try and recall knowledge as well. All right, so everyone who has a rec- who's making the recall knowledge nature, please give me your totals. 17. 17 as well. 21. 21. 13. All right. So at a 10 or higher, awesome. you get you uh, pass. Yes, 10 or higher you pass. Um with a 10, uh you have a 13, so you can ask me one question uh higher. Everyone else can ask me two questions. Because you have you succeeded it by more than uh, what you need to. Uh, these are called emperor birds. Emperor birds. Yes, emperor birds. Are they birds of prey? Uh, these are normally birds that uh, are trained to attack. So they're guard birds. Yes. That's a good question. That's my question, guys. Yeah. The rest up to you. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, is there someone they're usually trained by? Nearby, right? Like, is that what you mean? Like, do they yeah, have, like, is, do they have it, to be Are they someone... associated with a culture or? Uh, yes, you would know that they are from the Mwangi Expanse. Like everything <laughs> else here. Yeah. Uh, they generally do not like colder climates, which they are in currently, which is probably why they're flitting about looking. You can determine that they look very unhappy. Yeah. They are definitely summer hot, muggy birds. So I think you've got one more question. Do you want to? I, I do. I'm trying to think. Do we want to? How easy are they? To, I mean, you said you just took like animal handling, right? I did. I took train animal. Yeah. Uh, so is this is this a creature that 
without being the person who is their master, that I could use my training to basically get us to calmly get by them without having to fight them. Yes, you would definitely need to make uh, a good roll, because they are obviously not your creatures. Uh, but yeah, you could probably like persuade them. You know, they like to eat. Um, so, Oh, I want to just jump back in time very quickly and let you know that I did feed the wards this morning. Okay, cool. Okay, Good to know. Are they still in your backpack? They are. Okay, cool. Did you fall backwards? I have never fallen backwards. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, pets are a thing, right? Pets? You can take pets? Yes, you can. Would anyone else like to... Uh, Emma, yes. you have some questions? I do. I have two questions. Yes. Ooh. Um, first question is, do they have any special attacks? Yes. They have a two-action uh, special attack called Dazzling Display. It is an enchantment, mental, primal, and visual. You will need to make a will save or become dazzled. Okay. The other question is, do they have any resistances? Or, you know, like hardness, that kind of stuff. No, they are made of flesh and blood. Not, not hardness, but like armor. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, no. What's it called? Uh, Damage resistance. Pond Watcher. You said you were going to try and stealth. What is your stealth modifier? Uh, it is a plus five. All right. I have your number now. I, I rolled myself because I didn't know you were going to roll. Yeah, and, I'm sorry. Uh, rolled really well. Well, <laughs> but I would like you, I will give you a roll to make. Can you give me a... This is going to be great. I'm going to get dazzled. I know it's it. an untrained. I'm guessing it's untrained. Do you have any? Can you recall knowledge occultism? Nope. Well, you can because it, it's just untrained. It's a plus one. So roll and add one. That's a natural one. <laughs> so a two, two total. Two. That's a fail. That's probably a pass. Now, all just, right. Just so you know, my stealth was a, a twenty-three. Okay, nice. good, to, good to know. It was a 23. It was a 23. <laughs> it was, yeah. I rolled um, something over here. Side note, yep. I do have one more question. You do have one more question. What so is I. their lowest save? What is their lowest save? He has to do math. This is bad. Fortitude. Okay. They're not very fortuitous birds. <laughs> Silver, you wanted to try and dazzle them. Or fascinate or them. Or fascinate them. I'm, I'm sorry. They want to dazzle you. Yes. So I had to make a performance check against their will DC. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, that's 19 on the die. It's at least a 26. It might be higher. Don't they, don't they have to save against you? Well, I rolled a 26. No, it's a, no, versus their will DC. Will DC. That oh. succeeds. Okay, does it critically succeed? 26. Carry the three. Yes, it does critically okay. succeed, actually. So they are fascinated by me. Uh. How many creatures? Uh... You look that up. That is the important question right now. I'm debating right now whether or not Sorry is just going to collect a flock of exotic and weird birds. <laughs> I just say, just bomb them, just keep throwing shit. No, she's like, no, I want one. Like, I want a guard bird and a smart bird. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're, it's by class, but uh, your training does not go up by level two in anything. I don't believe so. It depends on your, your class. It will explicitly tell you. Okay. Because yeah. I, I didn't see any of that. If I'm wrong, I would I would affect all four of them. But since it's just it would just affect one bird. Okay. Which one of the birds would you like to have? Uh, let's do the one that's closest to us. All right. 
So one of the ones closest to you in the west is now fascinated by you guys. And just in case anyone wants to know what fascinated means. I was about to ask that. Yes. The fascinated condition says you are compelled to focus your attention on something. Take a negative two status penalty to perception and skill checks, and you can't use actions with the concentrate trait unless they or their intended consequences are related to the subject of your fascination. If a creature uses a hostile action against you or any of your allies, your fascination ends. So basically they're going to focus on silver. That one's going to focus on silver until combat starts. Right. It just takes negative two to perception and skills. Oh, I'm geared up for combat at this point. All right. So it's... Still in, we're still in encounter or uh, exploration. exploration mode. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, no one's done anything hostile. You have it's very dark in here except for the light that you see, which extends twenty feet, twenty five feet. I'm curious. Do can we just walk around these things and go into one of these hallways that yeah. are near them? Sure, you can try. I think it's going to be probably part of the uh, the handle animal though. So what about possibly get like as a part of your handle animal if you're if you choose to do that maybe giving them some like something to eat or whatever something to entice them make them friendly Yeah, my plan and I'll talk to the group. So what I think I'd like to do is if we can get ourselves outside, I'm going to see if I can't just draw them outside and then leave them outside and we can close the door behind us and we don't have to worry about them. But they're so pretty. I like that idea. They're I- they're trained attack birds. I can get at least one of them to follow me because it's it's paying attention to my guitar playing. Well, it's staring at you. It doesn't have to do anything else. Oh, yeah. That's true. You You can get them to follow you. I'm I'm all for it. I mean, it's that or we fight them. I I don't know that... Or we're going to have to worry about them every time we go up this hallway. It looks like every... I mean, I don't know. With the goblins map, you know, to our left, that goes to the goblins area. But there's no way out of it, and there's clearly a door at the end of this hallway and areas to our right that we haven't seen. So I feel like we're going to keep crisscrossing this hallway, and I'd rather just get them outside, if possible, so we don't have to deal with them ever again. Until we leave, I guess. Yeah, when, when we leave. I, I, y'all know if uh, their It'll plumage away, is uh, is worth any money here? What? what? Their plumage? Yeah. How like, about we don't kill them? Well, if we got to kill them well, on we'll, our way back. We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. All right, all right. I just... Just thinking of funds. Perhaps we could cover ourselves in meat and then run past them and make them chase us. Yeah, that's, get on that's it. a good idea. <laughs> I've seen it work before. Okay. <laughs> All right, Your Grace. Uh, uh, I like I like the initiative. But, uh, I like just the fact that idea. you had an idea. It may not be a good idea, but it's an idea. Well, no one knows who I am because I'm so quiet and stealthy. So Who said that? Exactly. <laughs> I bet we can just crawl past the birds. They only look. Birds never look down. (laughs) (laughs) They're always flying. They look. They're looking up because they're flying. They're not going to see me. (laughs) How how do they land? Carefully, (laughs) without looking. Or I say I. I like how Pond Watchers having a conversation with Matt. Like that's what's (laughs) going on right now. (laughs) There's no. (laughs) No, that was good talent. Like he was quite curious. How would you think that they land? No, that I understand you were speaking as Twin Talon, but the real question was coming from Matt. <laughs> well, everything I do comes from me. All right. Uh, Twin Talon, you want to try to get these to yeah, make so these birds follow you? Why don't we all get out of the hallway? Okay, I'll lay on the ground outside. Okay, great. 
Yeah, outside. I'll, I'll step outside this crypt. Look at the So brass I'm going to admit something here. I haven't looked at the handle animal rules recently. Well, Matt probably I'm already knows. I'm assuming Matt has. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Well, then we're going to just take a it's, second. It's part of nature, by the way. It's the nature skill in which you can um, deal with animals. Animals. I'm prepared to do my plan. So, <laughs> of laying on the ground. Crawling. So, command an animal. You issue an order to an animal. Attempt a nature check against the animal's will DC. The GM might adjust the DC if the animal has a good attitude toward you. You suggest a course of action who is predisposed toward, or you offer it a treat. Okay, so the GM might adjust the DC if the animal has a good attitude toward you. You suggest a course of action it was predisposed to do, or you offer it a treat. You automatically fail if the animal is hostile or unfriendly to you. If the animal is helpful to you, increase your degree of success by one step. You might be able to command an animal more easily with a feat like Ride. Most animals know the leap, seek, stand, stride, and strike as basic actions. If an animal knows an activity, such as a horse's gallop, you can command the animal to perform the activity, but you must spend as many actions on command an animal as the activity's number of actions. You can also spend multiple actions to command the animal to perform the number of basic actions on its next turn. For instance, you could spend three actions to command an animal to stride three times or strike twice and then strike. Okay. So, so it seems as though since they're, it's possible that they could be unfriendly or hostile towards us. Do we know if they are unfriendly? Because does unfriendly necessarily mean that they'll attack us on site? Hostile definitely would mean that. But if right. unfriendly just means that they're not, you know... I don't know, friendly for lack of a better term. But I mean, like, we're, what, 20 feet away from them with a light on us? They can see us clearly, and they can probably see in the dark if they were left in the pitch black. And they're assuming just they're flitting around. They're not, like, they don't even seem to be paying attention to us other than the one that's, that Silver is singing to. I'm just playing my guitar <laughs> in a very flourishing way. Uh, I could stop that if you want me to. Someone may hear that that is not the bird. Does anybody else have a, uh, a one of their items from their knowledge check left over? Because I know I used two. I, I still have I one. used two. So maybe that could be, are they generally hostile or unfriendly towards? Well, I, guess, I guess the question would be looking at them and knowing about their behavior. Do they look like they are agitated or do they look like they're just milling about? They look like they're frustrated um, being in this place because it is definitely not where they're used to. And you could probably guess that they've been left here for a reason. They're probably here as alarms slash guard birds. Okay, here's what I say. I say we go ahead with your plan, Twin Talon, but the rest of us stay ready to fight. Great. If need be. Sure. So you're going to try and do all three at once? Or are you going to try one at a time, one bird at a time? Uh, I'll try one bird at a time okay. to give myself a chance to fail. Great. By rolling as many dice as possible. Excellent. So, I'm going to roll for you. Oh, good. You're welcome. Oh, he's got, we're going to just fail automatically. What is your handle, or what is your nature skill? My nature is plus four. Okay. And I'm going to... And it's against their will DC, you said? Correct. All right. So, the furthest one kind of... So, so how are you trying to entice them? So I'm going to take uh, some of the berries we found earlier. Mm -hmm. um, I fed some of them to the warriors, but not all of them. And I'm going to see if I can't get them to uh, 
be cool and eat some berries and, and follow me outside. Okay, so one of them starts to flap towards you and starts to investigate light as it gets closer and closer to you. And then it kind of looks, cocks its head to the side, goes for some of the berries. Okay. And I will attempt to lead it outside. Okay, so you successfully lead the first one outside. It's one of the ones that was closest to you. Okay, great. And I will I will do that again. Okay. I'll take some of the berries and kind of throw them off to the side away from our party and hopefully it goes toward them, and then I'll come in and try again. All right. So you try that again. I rolled again for you. Okay. The second one also follows you. Great. Third one. You critically succeed on the third one. And <laughs> it follows you. And since you critically succeeded, it kind of like follows you, turns around, squawks at the other one, and the other one starts to follow you. Great. Wow. So you get all four of them outside. Fantastic. All right, so so I'm they're gonna... no longer on the same floor as we are. They're... No, they they like they get to the open sky, and it looks it they act as if they have, haven't seen the open sky in weeks, so they just take off and fly away. Nice, Aww. nice, excellent work, fantastic. Your older brother would be proud of you, Quintalon. <laughs> yeah, he was he was always good. Well, my people have always been good with uh, winged animals, so yes, uh, yeah, like the ancestors are proud. Okay. But we should we should move in. Impressive job. Um, who here is trained in occult? You. All right. What are your bonuses for the both of you? Plus seven. Plus eight. <laughs> okay. So as you both come back into this hallway, you kind of like put your hand up on the door frame to kind of see your way in just because you don't know how tall it is and you touch both of you touch something that's sticky Uh and you pull your hand down and you look at it and it flakes off as if it's been like dried what color is it it's like clearish would I Uh. is this the kind of stuff that's left over uh, after some sort of teleportation spell or some like thing like that? Nope. Okay. Uh, can I use my crafting check to see if it's something I recognize? Yes. Eighteen. Right. It's. Uh, you can tell this is from a gelatinous cube. Oh. oh. Uh, there's a. No, just a gelatinous <laughs> cube. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to uh, Pawn Watcher and the rest of the group, but I'll say, Your Grace. Uh, Looks like there might be one of those giant cubes in this here place. So it'd be best if you don't go running into a room till we know what's there. Why would I? Why would you say that to me? I don't. That doesn't apply to me. You're right. I, it's now just, there's a montage it, of all the times. <laughs> <laughs> part part of being a, a king is Clip to show. is to lead by example. That's why I, I spoke to you. And, okay, and, I'm I'm sorry. You're right. Just making a face and like wiping your hand off on the wall. Yeah, you can tell a, a cube slid through this door a couple weeks ago. It's recent enough that it would probably still be here. Do we think it was here when the goblins were here? I don't... Mm, how long have the goblins been? The goblins have been chased out for a couple weeks. Interesting. Okay. Maybe very shortly after Is this what they think a bear is? 
I would hope not. <laughs> Why didn't they right. mention the birds? Uh, can I stealth as part they of this uh, exploration action? Sure. What's uh, your stealth bonus? Uh, it's a plus five, I think. All right. I have your stealth bonus. So where are you all headed? I think the only place we know about is the goblin area. Yes. Right. You know about so the three north chambers. To out. our left, right. which is so the, the north. First, I say we take the first left and, and clear it out. I agree. So, to the listeners, we're heading on a no- uh, to the north of the map here. Uh, so, Temid is going to be... Um, yes, how are you all proceeding down this hallway? What is your marching order? It is a five-foot hall, five-foot wide hallway, and it is still pitch black except for the light coming off the shield. Perhaps, uh, Brianna, if you want to go first, I can follow with the halberd poking forward to make sure if we run into anything invisible, it'll hit that first and not your face. I appreciate it, Bon Mata. Soraya <laughs> in the background. <laughs> um, so with, uh, I'm sorry, the gelatinous cube, or what we think might be a gelatinous cube, it, are there indications that it may be going to the, to the north along it the was route just, that we're going? So once you get through the door frame, which is five feet wide, it widens out to be large enough for a cube to move through without leaving any trace. Okay. This hallway is currently 15 feet wide, but the hallways to the right and left, a.k.a. the north and south, uh, or I should say south and north, um, are five feet wide. Right. Okay. So... Can I study those doors and see if there's any sign of it? Sure. Slurping through. Slurping. Temid would like to make a survival check to kind of... Net Track There is nothing marking the doorways this this hallway that the queue would be through this hallway um, on all six of those doors there's no sign oh you're checking each of them yeah all six of the hallways yeah just yeah just each doorway just to see if there's any more of the Nothing. Uh, exploration mode uh, 24 track to see if I can track from where we initially saw this um, gelatinous cube residue and, and so as you look that's, around that's survival right yes that is you survival. see very faintly very very faintly that to the east that there would be there's some some marking some residue that it was moving east everyone if we the gelatinous cube is not headed towards the area in which the goblins laid out for us it is headed down this hallway to the east. Straight ahead of us? Straight ahead, correct. Do we want to deal with that now? I say or... let's check out the goblin area. That's at least my vote. And then we'll come back and see if we can deal with this cube. At least the goblin area, we kind of know what we're getting into everywhere else. We have sure. an idea of what to expect. And it may be a defensible position for us if we do need to fall back. Might as well. Who wants to go first? I will. Brain is in front. I'm then it's fun watcher. And so uh, Temid uh, straddles up to, um, or not straddles up to, just walks up to Pond Watcher. It doesn't straddle hey. Pond Watcher. Uh, and, uh, sidles up to? Sidles up to, whatever. Temid, what uh, are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to earn One a dollar One kiss bill. at the campfire is not an invitation. <laughs> I'm trying to earn some copper pieces. Uh, so he walks up to Pond Watcher and he kind of nudges him. He's like, don't you want to be behind your girlfriend? <laughs> Excuse me? You know, I see the way the two of you look at each other. Uh, I'm not sure what you mean, but I don't want to talk about this with you. 
<laughs> Goodbye. I'm, I'm guessing you're whispering this into his ear, so no, I don't I'm hear it. I'm screaming it out loud. No, yes, yes, yes. Okay. He's saying well, it very... he's already behind Brianna. Yeah, I was asking, like right next to her. Yeah, and he's asking, don't you want to be behind your girlfriend? Well, I, think like, he's, I think he's referring to you. I do know, you, that's why I'm questioning. No, 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 the Bri- Brianna. He's referring to Brianna. Do you mean Silver? He is not my girlfriend. He is 75-year-old <laughs> human man. <laughs> More of an advisor than a girlfriend, but thank you for your concern. <laughs> also, he should be behind me if you really need to know. Um, I mean, you you can deny it all you want, but I see how you look at silver, (laughs) (laughs) like a slightly confused look. Yes, that is common. All right, fine. I'll just leave it be. Maybe, perhaps, one time when you have more ale, we can discuss this further. Yes, I have run out. I will be in the back uh, because I am defo not the check. Yeah, that's. To, I'll ask Temin if he wants to go behind Bond Watcher or if he wants me to go behind Bond I'll be behind Bond Watcher. Okay, then I will be behind oh, Temin. Yeah. Position of honor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm your girlfriend. Uh, it's unfortunate uh. that uh, Grace ate a lot of cheese this morning. So, <laughs> 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 Alright, you proceed down this hallway and it, the, it ends in a doorway. The door is closed. Well, I've done all I can do. I will listen, I suppose, at, at the door. So, what is your perception? This is a very um, tight hallway. It is a tight hallway, plus four perception. All right. So, as you listen to the doorway, you hear croaking. <coughs> yep. The goblin did say there were frog people. So, can I'll relay um, this back to Thrustview. There seem to be some semblance of. Sounds like croaking. Frogs are small and easy to kill. Well, let's but proceed. The goblin said that there were frog or toad people that kicked them out. There were cultists. Goblins aren't very smart, so I don't know. Would it be a crying. nature check to see if I can identify? You based can't. On... You can't get up to the front. You'd have to get up to the oh. very front and op- listen to the door yourself. Okay. Let's well, open the door. We should kick in the door and kick the cultists out. Smash the door. Sorry, I was gonna pull. An alchemist fire off her bandolier. All right, who's opening the door? So, um, to be clear, at least Temid has his rapier out in his hand. If anyone else has to, I don't know if we want to make it clear ahead of time that we have our weapons out. Yeah, we're in a dungeon. I think that's pretty. Yeah, it's standard. She's got got a bomb ready. As described, I have my halberd out. Uh, Twin Talon will have his bow since he's fourth in line. I will have my sword and shield out. All right. As you open the door, you see two medium-sized boggards. Oh. oh. Do we know uh, what boggards are? Uh, I don't know if you know what boggards are. I know are. what boggards are. Oh, Personally. Matt knows what boggards yeah. are. I don't think... Th- so the characters don't know what boggards are, but let's describe what a boggard is for our crowd at home. Uh, they are humanoid frog people. Okay. Um, that really yeah. sums it up. Yeah, yeah right? Great. <laughs> yeah. Here I was thinking boggards from... The Harry Potter universe, but okay. No, no, no with a D, Bogard. Bogard. Yes. Understood. Yeah, like, they just I'm look like a like a frog, frog from, from a bog. It's a Bogard. <laughs> so the, the with the art in the new book, they kind of look like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, except they're frogs instead of turtles. Interesting. Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja uh, frogs. frogs. Yes. Bogards. Yeah, but they're Bogards. Do they react to us? They are definitely ripped. They they are muscular. And mm. their heads turn 
And they're like, hey, bro, did you guys lift? <laughs> Not again. No, nope. it's, Ale- it's Alex again. <laughs> oh, nope. They, uh, they turn person. towards the door opening. And as soon as you see them, they see you. Don't say it. And we'll figure out what's going to happen. We love you. How will our heroes handle these boggards? What's with the missing gelatinous cube? Will Pondwatcher and Brianna hook up? Find out the answers to these questions and more on the next episode of The Cracked Die Podcast. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey you, are you in the need for some masonry? Do you have a new building that needs to be constructed? Well then you need to come down to the Basandi Brothers Masonry. We've been in Breach Hill for over 50 years. We go back five generations of masons. We have built every building you see in this town. So why go anywhere else? Come to the Pasanti Brothers Masonry. If you have questions, we won't ask if you don't. Thank you for listening to the Cracked Eye Podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information.